Let's get back to the old days, the drinking, the drugs, and the sex. Working Fans Podcast, cool. Yep. All right, here we go, coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler. We've got Dave, the ultimate fan, here with us, as we do every week. Our producer, Joe, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. All right, everybody, it's the Working Fans Podcast with a new segment that probably won't make air again because it's the shits. Just kidding. I don't know yet. Probably is. It's me, Dave, producer Joe. And Joe doesn't know what's going to fucking happen here. Joe, you can say hi, though. Hey, what's going on? I can't, yeah, I can't wait to see how this is going to work out. All Between right. this and the video game segment, we might have two duds on our hands. Yeah, trash, just like how I like them. Joe knows. <laughs> All right, I sent Joe a text before he got here who his favorite action star is, athlete and musician. And you responded with Tom Brady. I want to qualify Tom Brady because I couldn't come up with another athlete to think of and I didn't just want to give wrestler. No, no, no. I honestly couldn't think of another Patriot, so I just put Tom Brady. I, I, I didn't want a wrestler, as you'll find out, because this, this segment is basically who makes a better wrestler. Okay. So, Daniel Craig. Yes, sir. James Keenan? Is it James? Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I Googled him. <laughs> he's an interesting looking guy. Yeah, you know he's not going to make the best one that's going to be the best wrestler. And I also talked to popular fan of the show, Randy Osga. And, I'm dying uh, to hear what Randy's got. Also, Tom Brady. John Cooper of Skillet. That's what he said. And Vin Diesel. I also said Vin Diesel or Tom Cruise. But okay. Tom Cruise technically actually wrestled under a mask. If no, if nobody knows that, Google that. That is a true statement. So I'm disqualifying wait, 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 Tom. Was he the Scientologist? No, this is like way before he was an actor. This is oh, before okay. uh, Risky Business Tom Cruise. This is like way back in the day. Yeah, he wrestled under a mask. I saw that fi- that final Kubrick film. What's it called? <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. No, that no. shit was wild. Andy knows. Uh, Shout out to Andy Walsh. Andy Walsh, trash. All right. So who makes a better wrestler? Also, also, ask Andy. Mu- I'm not Andy. <laughs> Randy, the musician. He originally answered with Chris Jericho, and I'm like, okay, could you give me another one? Because obviously, he's gonna make the best wrestler. So. Let's take these five, because you both answered Tom Brady. And who's going to be the better wrestler? Well, I think already we can get rid of James Keenan. And yeah, I, I don't know what John Cooper looks like. I don't know who, I, yeah, I don't know who he is. Uh, let's Google let's, him. Yeah, Google. Let, let's do this live. I yeah. might not even edit out this time. Yeah, but. let's Google this. John Cooper of Skillet. John I will Cooper. make sure that we... You spelled it right? 
<laughs> no, I know I spelt it right. I just want to make sure it was skillet. I'm pretty sure that's what yeah, you said. Yeah, no, it's skillet. Yeah, okay, so what is that? What, okay. is that? what does that motherfucker look like? Let's take a look here. Ah, wow! Actually, he's got an interesting look. I can't, like... He kind of reminds me of a guy who's going to be wrestling for MLW, uh, Eric Stevens. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah he kind of reminds me of him a little bit. I at first thought this might be a ridiculous choice, but... Ah, uh, in terms of look, he matches up well with a lot of these guys. Size-wise, he would probably compare to... He would probably compare to Daniel Craig, I'd say. Yeah. Even though Daniel Craig is probably more, like, not trained in fighting, right. but... I mean, really, with Tom Brady would have to be the guy, I think. We almost have to, like, take him off the list, right? Because he's too legit of an athlete compared to the rest of these guys. Yes. Yeah. So, in the ring, I mean... Hold on, we can just pause a second. I'm getting... <sighs> Randy, we're going to try not to miss you this week, baby. <laughs> Can't promise anything. I don't know how we left him off last week's list. I'm going to add that in. Okay. Tom Brady's off the list. He's too much of a he athlete. I don't think he would be bad necessarily. Like, his conditioning would be good in the ring. No, Obviously, I mean, like, he could take a bump. I mean, he might be the clear winner in the ring as far as, like, uh, athleticism goes and movement. I was True. Thinking. Yeah. Daniel Craig, I might put on... Daniel Craig and Vin Diesel are almost neck and neck. I think Because so, both yeah. action stars... Daniel Craig maybe a little more because Bond was a little more mm -hmm. fighting. I mean, Vin Diesel, good in the car, right? Who's got the charisma? Tom Cruise. I'm going to tell you right Cruise now. Cruise or Brady? I'm going to tell you right now. Brady could have that real good heel heat. Those I didn't know him. Those jackets he wears. I didn't know him, and I uh, don't know enough about him. But John Cooper wins in terms of the best look out of all these guys. Yeah, I yeah, would say so. Yeah, look him up, folks, if you don't know him. He's got the best look. So overall, there's no way going to be a real clear-cut winner on this one. I think we're going to have to give it Brady for athleticism, obviously. Cooper for the look. And I would have to guess that Craig or Diesel might win the charisma just because they're used to talking and performing. Close mm -hmm. one. I don't I'm know. I'm going to disagree with you on charisma for Craig and Diesel because... They'll carry a certain aura about themselves, mm -hmm. yeah. but this is where the outliers of Tom Cruise and Maynard James Keenan would come in good. Mm. Like, Keenan's got a real good charisma. Mm. He holds himself in a certain way, but I think he'd be a better manager. I was just going to say, I don't know how tall he is, but... I would say probably a little taller than me, about in the light six That's perfect, area. that's perfect, that's perfect. Yeah. Tom Cruise, short guy, but he's got that big personality of his that I think he could be he could have the charisma for it good cruiserweight good cruiserweight no pun intended alright so that's gonna wrap up this segment there's not really a lot to go on here but at the end of the day it's got good legs on it because unlike the segment that's coming up you can always put three different people in there right well I'll tell you what if we get any feedback on it I'm trying to uh, get some feedback now on different segments I got another potential segment that we might debut in this show I didn't talk to Joe we're doing this on the fly we'll see how it goes let us know what you think about this maybe we can do a little better job with it next time this send us your feedback yeah let us know people You've Matt, Matt Jordan, I'm looking at you because you're, you're definitely one of the best guys for feedback out there. Yeah, even though you're from Parts Unknown, bud, where, yeah. where are you at? Yeah, where if you, you want to stay anonymous, we don't mind, but yeah. you got your whole government name in there, so yeah. you we ain't get afraid of no ghosts. Yeah. 
right. All right. We'll see you guys later. Later. Working Fans Podcast. Welcome back this week. It's a return of a segment that I've got high hopes for. Video gamer or wrestler? Where I give Dave a list of seven names. He figures out whether they're in the video game industry or the wrestling industry. Are you ready? I wanted to retire undefeated, but okay. Uh, you, you lost a couple last time. I mean, I was fourth. I mean, I won the four segment. Oh, I yeah. won the segment. You, you won was, the segment, yeah. 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 All right. Go ahead. Number one on the list is Masaiki Yamada. That's a wrestler. You are wrong. No, shit. He is an event designer for Resident Evil. Mm. He did planning on Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry. All right. Number two on the list, Joe Doring. <laughs> okay. I feel like you're setting me up here. <laughs> I'm going to say he's a wrestler. Correct. He is one of the only English names that I noticed because I bought a bunch of All Japan events last year on fight and joe doring is one of the few american names that i saw in there so interesting you you missed stepping in that shit good job yeah number three masahiro sakurai wrestler he is not my friend he Hmm. created the beloved kirby character that likes to eat shit Eat shit. You know. I know who Kirby is. Yeah, you're eating shit on this segment. We're about to call you the Kirby of this segment. I wanted to. I wanted to. We got. I could tie this up. We got. You could. Number four is Kaichi Yamada. That's a wrestler. That is. Bonus points. I'll even take off one of your X's if you can tell me who Kaichi Yamada is. I take it this is the real name of somebody then. Yes. That's interesting. I, I don't know why. I'm thinking he's a junior heavyweight. Uh, let's see. Not going to give me that, but I can say that's my, that's my guess. He's a junior heavyweight. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. I'll just be tied for now. You know, you don't want to take a stab? I know it's not Muda. It's uh, it's not Liger, right? Is it Liger? I, think I don't know. Do you want to guess? Yeah, I guess. It's a Jushin Liger. You motherfucker. Junior heavyweight. Yeah, you fucking stone faced me on that yeah, one. Yeah, well, I was waiting because I'm like, he is a junior heavyweight. Yeah. I was waiting to see. I mean, there's not too many of those that I can sneak in, but everyone's. You know what I was while. thinking of was. I don't know if I'm Ultimo saying Dragon could have no. been another one. Uh, I, I don't know if Sasuke? it's. Otani. Random. Otani okay. was uh, in uh, the World Cup in New Japan in WCW, 1995. He did a okay. play on Starcade. Yeah, she Good did little Otani. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number five on the list, Shinga Hashimoto. Gamer. Unfortunately, he's a wrestler. You know, I thought he was, but the, the pattern of this, I was the predicted gamer. You got me. Exactly. That's, it's, that's why I said it's designed to fuck you. Shinga Hashimoto... With Mudo and Shono, he was dubbed the Three Musketeers of New Japan. Mm. That was probably in their heyday of the 80s to 90s. Because in the history of All Japan, or when New Japan and All Japan started, they basically both split off. New Japan was Inoki. Right. All Japan, I believe, was Baba. Baba. And the next level down of that, this was like the first promised class from there. Interesting. What are we at now? What am I? What's my record here? You are three and two. Three and two. You won that one back. How many have we got left? You got two left. Okay. Now, next up on the list, you got Shinji Hashimoto. Gamer. He is a gamer. He is the Final Fantasy series brand manager. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying the segment might not. You're supposed to look like more of an asshole. With this, and <laughs> that's I, funny I, because. 
I guess gamer, obviously, but one of I, I guess wrong. I, I thought he was a wrestler, the last one. So yeah. yeah, whatever. But anyway. Well, yeah, when you get those names together, then it's designed to. Well, I also start wondering about you. Like, how are you trying to play me? In what direction with this? So, like, I know in my heart, I'm like, no, that's a wrestler. But then I'm like, nah, I think Joe's trying to fuck me. <laughs> so. That's I'm like I'm almost hoping to like make you second guess yourself you did. out of it. You did. So last up on the list is Hironobu Sakaguchi. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm not familiar with that first name, but Takaguchi was a name I would see sometimes in photography a lot in like wrestling magazines and stuff like that. So I'm gonna go wrestling. Unfortunately, no. He created Final Fantasy. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's a very popular Japanese name too. To do oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that's why I picked a lot of these. Sagaguchi, uh, yeah. This isn't racist, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to fool <laughs> you with racialness. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that might technically be racism. We might have to edit that out. It's not racist. It's racial. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. And uh, this is Joe's segment, everybody. I washed my hands of this all. <laughs> this week again, you were four and three, and I hope, I hope, just like video games, this is big in Japan. Uh, Thank you. Boom. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. Me, Dave, and I got my boy AJ calling in today, and going to talk a little wrestling. AJ, uh, why don't we start off? Actually, why don't we start off a little XFL? Did you watch any XFL yesterday? Uh, I didn't watch it yesterday. I saw some of the highlights. It looked like pretty good stuff. I am very excited because I am going to tune in tonight to support the St. Louis team because it's a, to me, it's a chance to actually support football. These guys aren't getting paid a ton of money. They're not getting rich off this. The quarterbacks at the most make like $125,000 to $150,000. Regular football players start off with base contracts of 24000 and can make as much as 55000 for the season. So you're not talking about huge paydays here. Okay, so maybe I had that reverse. I thought you said the XFL guys were making like 125000 For the quarterbacks. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Regular players like linemen, stuff of that nature, are making $24,000 base salaries with the opportunity of making about $55,000 a year. Gotcha. So these, the regular players are making, in the NFL are making almost as much as quarterbacks in the XFL. Regular players in the NFL are making millions of dollars to be linemen. Oh, you're talking about the pay scale of the XFL altogether. I exactly. What's going I on? I was a little off. I was like, I don't know. If I follow that out, I'm like, I thought I was going to make like millions of dollars. Almost. No, basically what's happening in the XFL is similar to Vince McMahon bringing people in for the, what is it, $500 pay scale and giving them the appearance fee and then saying, hey, don't worry, kid, you'll make money on the side. Right, right. I saw something, um, one of the quarterbacks, I was watching a little bit of the Houston-Los Angeles game yesterday, and uh, one of the quarterbacks, I think it was for Houston, they were talking about how like, he had several back surgeries, and you know he was really not thought he was going to play football again, but Vince gave him this opportunity, he said, and he's just excited to play football. He loves football. Yeah, I think it's very important to give people who have had broken backs a chance to play a sport like football, where clearly they might not get injured. I mean, he seemed happy about it. I could see the good in it, but yeah, that did not lose me. I did think it's kind of a dangerous sport. Maybe there was a reason why. <laughs> I mean, especially signing on for $125,000 guaranteed. I mean, that'll definitely take care of any injuries in which might happen in football. It's no big deal. Yeah, how, how expensive could it be to be a quadriplegic? All right, let's switch gears here. I want to talk about, I didn't watch any of this yet, but New Japan had a big show last night. Uh, 
particular, there were no big title changes that I saw. Naito kept the belt, but I was interested in Moxley. He defeated Minoru Suzuki and afterwards was attacked by Zack Sabre Jr. My point of this is, I keep waiting for Mox to drop this U.S. title that he has over there, and he doesn't. And I'm excited about that. I'm kind of wondering, what do you think about this booking so far with Moxley and Jericho? Well, he's weeks away from going for the championship in AEW. Is he going to be the first person ever to hold a New Japan Pro Wrestling major title and a world championship for an American brand at the same time? That's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I mean, definitely could. I kind of had this feeling he might be Jericho, but it's interesting to kind of see, like, where they're going with this. I guess we'll know a little more as time goes on, but I feel like it's been hard to read. The booking has been really good for this Smox Jericho match. It's not something I was telling Joe I was overly excited about, but one thing I was going to talk about later, I transitioned this a little bit, is AEW's booking. Like, they book so long-term that AEW is doing a really good job of making these feel like big matches right now. They are. They're doing a great job of storytelling right now. You know they've got me hooked with the Christopher Daniels Dark Order. I couldn't give two shits about the Dark Order until they started making me think, wait a minute, is this going to be Christopher Daniels? I heard a theory about that, that, you know, like he might end up being the guy. And, you know, I mean, the Fallen Angel game, I could see it. It would make sense. I mean, considering originally he was supposed to be planned to be what ended up being Vince McMahon in the WWE until Vince saw how small he was, this would be a very similar actual storyline. Yeah, the higher power gimmick. Exactly. I would like to say one thing about Moxley, though, before we completely go back to the AEW. Moxley, you got to give credit to. When people leave the WWE, a lot of times it's because they want an easier schedule. They don't want to have to work as many dates. He's working. Working more. I don't know about more, but he's trying. <laughs> I mean, he's wrestling on live shows. Yeah. He's wrestling on multiple continents. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely doing everything he can. He's on the upcoming Bloodsport card, WrestleMania weekend, too, against Josh Barnett. So. Yeah, that's exciting. I wish that was actually closer. Unfortunately. Yeah, me too. We were both talking about that. Uh, me and Scott were talking about that the other night. Fan of the show, a friend of ours, and he had said that... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Is he that guy who sent in uh, Top 5 from Voluntown? Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, Scott. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I like the book of the box. I'm excited to see what happens next with him in New Japan. So we're kind of transitioning to AEW a little bit now, too. We covered, uh, obviously, the Dark Order. We're talking about the booking a Well, I think bit. there's one thing we got to talk about. I know what we got to talk about. I'm leading to that. I'm not going to skip that. I mean, this Britt Baker turn has been incredible. That's absolutely not what I was going to talk about, but I'm glad you brought that up. Because I actually do want to say, Britt has done better on the mic. I'm actually enjoying her heel turn. Maybe I'm in the minority. I enjoy her heel turn. I enjoy what she actually did in the ring this week. Yeah. She, she doesn't wrestle well, so by challenge, by doing the cheating and taking the shortcuts, her offense actually looks better. And yeah. she's the first person I've ever seen truly make a heel turn on the announcers. So I, I want to talk about this, too, because we're talking about Britt Baker and the women's division wasn't something I was going to bring up, but I was watching AEW Dark the other day, and I was watching Mel, the tall girl in the Nightmare Collection. 
Yeah, I know. And she what's her name? Randy Rhodes was doing a couple segments where she's on this like therapist couch earlier and last week and this week where she's like, you can see she's actually talking to herself and she's conflicted and we don't know what's going on. But later on in the show, I don't put two and two together, but Mel comes out to wrestle a young lady who wears red, who's part of the Japanese girls. Oh uh, yeah, Red Sonia. Red Sonia. It's absolutely not. Joe's gonna be so bad at me forgetting this, forgetting this young lady's name. But I want to say almost so Shakita, but that's definitely wrong i'm pretty sure she only wears red once a month shut up <laughs> we're absolutely not respecting this young lady she's she's a fine talent that's why she's on aw dark she's been on the main she's been on the main show before she's been on the main show she um she lost to statlander she was the number one contender but she lost to statlander oh god yeah that doesn't help no. <laughs> so AJ's not even going to pretend like he's invested in a women's division in AEW. And I'm trying, but I'm not quite there yet. Now, <laughs> so, now okay. let's be fair, because I actually am a big fan of women's wrestling. Well, wait, wait, hold on. I'm not getting out my point here. So they did an angle on Dark. Mel ended up losing, and Awesome Kong is slapping her in the head afterwards. And then all of a sudden, Luther grabbed Awesome Kong, and they beat up and they laid out Awesome Kong. Wow. And I thought to myself, why did they do this on dark? It makes no sense. This is kind of weird. Then I found out that Kong is, I guess, leaving the film glow. And it kind of makes sense later because the next thing we were gonna, I was going to talk about is the lashing with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, and when Brandy comes down to play the devoted wife. At the very end, right. right. So I'm like thinking like, oh, I think they just completely dropped the Nightmare Collective. I think that's exactly what they're doing. Just yeah. because, well, it also once again shows how invested they are in their women's division. Yeah, I don't think that's sarcasm. <laughs> I think you're taking a shot here. No, I am. You know the you know I love AEW. You know I've enjoying yeah. the show. Yeah. The one problem that I have with them is that they don't give their women a chance. Statlander was killing it. We don't see her. <clears throat> Riho, we see like once a month. So we barely see Riho. We see Britt Baker more than anybody on the planet, and I'm not even sure she's in the top five contenders anymore. <laughs> talk more about anyway i mean we could go on i mean about the women's division i, I think no, let's talk about cody and max let's, let's talk about something they're actually doing right well the long-term booking like this thing with cody and mjf one of the things randy had sent in from us was he wanted to know in this day and age how do you think the lashing went and actually i think it went great I thought the last year was incredible. People are so sensitive now, too, that they bought into it more. That MJF is playing this, you know, bastard heel, and he's whipping Cody. And you can see people are generally, like, heartbroken. Like, people are, like, really upset. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, it was a wrestling angle. I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, but that shot, that, that shot that he gave him to the front was absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, Wardlow there looked like he fucking killed him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a great long-term storyline, and they're both playing that off well. But let's talk about one other long-term storyline that also is going fantastic in AEW. If you don't think that the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and oh. Hangman Page is going fantastic, they're killing it. I think what I like about that is the intrigue in the sense, like, I keep waiting for the Hangman Page heel turn, but there's a poor soul... There's also part of me that's like, is he just got an alcohol problem and we're going to eventually confront him about this? <laughs> well, not only that, but he's making it look cool. <laughs> the things that he's that's doing right. to come down to the ring and just hand somebody your drink, jump over the rope and clothesline somebody out of their boots. 
And then, right. then they wanted they wanted to make him out to be the bad guy in this. Let's get back to the old days, the drinking, the drugs, and the sex. Well, they wanted to make him out to be the bad guy this week. What I saw was a guy trying to gut through an injury and prove what a man he was. Well, yes and no. He also did refuse to make the tag when he could have clearly made the tag and been a team player. He, he saw the beating that the Bucks took earlier in the match. Yeah. And he said, guys, let me put this on me. That's definitely not what happened. That's definitely not what they're trying to play out. Apparently, we were watching different matches. (laughs) Some good long-term booking going on. AEW, I think it's mainly because they have one main show, not counting... The YouTube show Dark, they're able to concentrate a lot more on long-term booking. I mean, we've been building up this Cody MJF match to pay-per-view, but we've been building up, like, the stipulations where Cody can't touch him, and we waited a few weeks before we got this whipping, and now we got another, is it this week we're going to get the cage match, or it's the following week, I think? I think it's this week, and the, it might be the following week, actually. Yeah, so they're building that up, and we got a couple more weeks. We're going to be getting a uh, 30-minute Iron Man match with Hangman, I'm uh, not Hangman, with Pocket Kenny Omega. Oh, I thought you were going to say with Cody and Wardlow. No, no, that's going to be the cage match. I know, I'm uh, kidding. Could you imagine them in an Iron Man? We don't even know if Wardlow can work. Yeah, we don't know much about Warlord. I, I hope he does all right. He might be the Le- he might be the Lex Luger of his generation, which is still right. one step above the Ultimate Warrior. So we don't know. <laughs> well, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of. I was a fan of the Warrior Luger, not so much, but in terms of work rate, yes. If you want to talk about like, is Luger better than the Warrior? Yes. Do you prefer dog shit or vomit? I guess vomit wins. Well, I'll put it this way though, Warrior, better promo guy. <laughs> Right, <laughs> which all which right. is not so, which is not something you can say about many people. This is going all over the place. Let's go to NXT. What do you think of NXT of this promos, week? Did you catch Matt Riddle with the Bobby Fish line? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He cracked me up with that. I love the fact it sounds simple, where he just says that Bobby Fish just say fried fish. He says it to Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne looks at him like he's got two heads and says, it doesn't matter about Bobby Fish frying fish. And immediately Riddle's like, he said it, it's a thing. He starts rapping about if Bobby Fish could fry fish. And, and the, the place was going nuts. Along. And I'm just thinking, like, this guy's money. Like, he's clearly made, he's able to go off the cuff, which is nice because there's no Yeah, but way not only is he it. money, Pete Dunne is money. He kept yeah, a straight a face through the whole thing. Pete Dunn that little broster weight mobile, the little golf cart. Yeah, Pete Dunn sells nothing. He does. He's <laughs> great. It's it's like watching Dean Malenko in Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that combination. I hope they I think they're gonna win the tag belts, honestly. They could become my favorite tag team if they actually keep working together. What about the return of Velveteen Dream this week, too? I enjoyed that. I would have liked uh, him to be smart enough not to tuck the tights that he was going to tear into his boots <laughs> so that he wasn't tripping over his tights. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to wear tearaway pants and you're going to tear them away, don't tuck them into anything. I couldn't make out what his tight said. It said, call me up, but it didn't say Vince this time. I thought it started with an M or something. Yeah, I couldn't make it out. Yeah, okay, so we were both trying. We were both yeah. trying to check out that man's tights closely. Oh, folks, absolutely. We couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, it's still not one of the prettiest actual brawlers in the wrestling, though. You know what? I'm going to say something about that. When I first started watching Dream, I thought kind of the same thing. that You know, he flies around, interestingly. 
He's got great charisma, but when you watch him work, he's kind of almost clunky in the ring. Like, he seems a little off certain steps at times. Yeah, some of his stuff I'm a big fan of. Some of it I can't stand. I wonder, this is just, this is just me speculating, I kind of wonder if his stuff is on purpose sometimes, just to look different. Well, it could also be similar to John Cena. John Cena, when he wrestles in the ring, it looks very clunky. Yeah. He never looks smooth and like, and it kind of adds something in the long run to his matches because it makes it look more legit, that's unla- unlike the stuff that looks smooth as silk. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, and that's kind of what I like about the Dreams matches. Like, I started to enjoy his brawling for that stuff. Yeah, and I've because- seen, well, I've seen him have matches with people where he has his style and it looks absolutely incredible and it ends up being a hell of a brawl and a hell of a match. I think right. the problem is he's had so much time off mm-hmm. and coming into the situation that he came into, it just didn't really work to me that night. Oh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't see it coming, so I guess I like that. NXT and wrestling on Wednesday night has been such a roller coaster, and they haven't talked about him in a while. I legit forgot about him. So I had remembered, I knew something was coming because I had remembered from the week before how it kept giving the clue that something was coming on the 5th. Oh, I didn't, okay, I had missed that. Okay. And because <laughs> nothing had happened the rest of the show, I knew something was coming after the main event. So I knew something was coming. I didn't know it was Velveteen Dream. I mean, it's definitely interesting. Is there anything else? We got the takeover event coming. Anything you're looking forward to on that night? I oh, mean, well, wait a minute. We didn't. We missed discussing women doing it right. Oh, I know you're going with this. I apologize. You are correct. Yes. Charlotte I, I'll, Flair. I'll that real quick. There's so much wrestling on TV again, folks. Forgive me. But Charlotte Ripley and Bianca Belair. I absolutely enjoyed that segment. And first off, I don't think this could have been done any better. Because when Charlotte won, I like Charlotte. I think she's talented, but I like a lot of people thought, man, I don't want to see Charlotte and Becky again, and I don't want to see Charlotte and Bailey. And then, well, they actually did it. We had talked about this off air before a little bit, but they actually did it. Ripley showed up and said she wanted a piece of Charlotte on Raw, and then Charlotte went up to NXT. And I don't know. What do you think of the whole segment well, as a whole? Well, Charlotte forgot. The one thing that is constant with NXT is as much as they infight with each other, when it comes time to fight... They stand by the We Are NXT. Yeah. And Charlotte didn't think about that clearly before this interview because the way she treated Bianca Belair like a third person and like she wasn't even there and clearly making her sound like she didn't belong in the ring with her, I knew it was only a matter of time before the two of them were going to jump her. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I liked it. Ripley said, you forgot we are NXT, and then lay later out, and then basically looked at each other, but, you know, we're going to tear it up at Portland. So and I, that's, I thought, but that's what NXT does. NXT is, we are NXT. We're going to steal the show every night, but if you come to our town and you come after us, we're coming at you together. Yeah. Which kind of sticks with the storyline of when back with the brand fighting at Survivor Series, which is the first time there's been kind of like continuation off of something like well, that. Well, in too. fairness, NXT has done a great job with long time sticking by stuff. It's the other WWE brands that seem to forget anything that is continuity. Oh, oh, yeah. there is one big story we, we almost forgot about. Go ahead. Did you see SmackDown? I did. Bray Wyatt versus Bill Goldberg at Super Showdown. I'm not excited about that at all. How could it <laughs> possibly go this, wrong? I'll say this later on in the five-three-one uh, segment. But if I Bill Goldberg, if Bill Goldberg wins this title, how could he not be the number one? Bill's not winning the title. <laughs> His match means shit. <laughs> but I do want to comment. I want to give Bill a compliment since Bill has come back because he's not scripted. I would say is the main thing. 
Bill gives some of the best promos right now when he shows up. Yeah, because his promos were dog shit in the old days. Yes. That being said, how much... Do the people of Saudi Arabia have to love Bill Goldberg for him to put on the shit fest that he did against The Undertaker with the concussion and knocking himself out for them to want to see him versus Bray Wyatt? I don't know, man. I don't know what the Saudi king likes or whatever, but apparently it's Goldberg. Hey, good for him. He's getting a payday. I wonder if I wonder if this time the negotiation went something like this. Hey, Vince, I'll let your boys fly out this time if I get Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of curious, like, who ends up being on that show altogether. I got to think there's a lot of people who probably don't want to do that show right now. Yeah, I don't think people are a big fan of Saudi Arabia. I don't think they're a big fan of the treatment they, they've received last time. I'm sure that they'll make some of them go on it because some of them don't really have a choice. But don't hey. look to see Daniel Bryan. Don't look to no, see... No, you won't see Daniel Bryan. No. Now, I think we <laughs> talked about this was going to happen, but I think it's pretty fair to say, I mean... I can find some good in it. But overall, SmackDown, worst show right now, huh? Well, it's a tough one. Raw's pretty bad. I agree, but I think that at least there's some people on Raw, like Aleister Black and Drew McIntyre, that are refreshingly good. That is true. And I'm enjoying, I enjoy Drew McIntyre. I do enjoy Aleister Black. I still don't give two shits about Bobby Lashley. (laughs) I really couldn't care less. I was, oh, we didn't, we almost forgot. I was very happy this week on Raw. There was one other highlight for me. This week, the women completely stole the freaking show. The return of one of my favorite female wrestlers breaking away from her pal uh, Liv Morgan. Oh, Ruby Ruby Riot's back. Yeah, Ruby Riot, one of the best female workers in wrestling. Yeah, actually, I enjoy Liv's finish on Lana, too. She's using like a flatliner off the middle rope. But that's what I liked. She went over Lana and then got attacked by Ruby Riot. Yeah. If Lana, Lana kinda, if, if Ruby Riot had come down and helped Lana win, I would have hated this. Right, Lana <laughs> got some stuff on the end, but it also was it wasn't Lana winning the match, so I didn't find that too offensive. I don't know. It almost looks like they're kind of dropping Lashley, uh, Lana, Rusev storyline. Oh, thank God! And are they, not upset. Are they ever going to actually give Rusev the push that people want to give him? There's a contract dispute. That's why apparently he wasn't on TV this week. You realize that people have been trying to cheer for Rusev for like three or four years now. People with Rusev Day, with everything he's gone through, people want to cheer for this man. Be something if they signed his his wife to a contract for five years and Rusev actually went somewhere else. That'd be great if he flipped him the bird and went somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you took care of my wife. I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. What about this news about WWE possibly shopping around Mania, the major networks? You hear about this? Yeah, they're looking to make more money similar to what they've made off of Fox. They figure if Fox is willing to give them a billion dollars for what can only be called two hours of trash, <laughs> then, God, what can we get for WrestleMania? Seven hours of trash. You know what's funny is I just think that it's like such a mistake long-term-wise because, look, I mean, this might have been a good idea maybe before the network, but yeah. once you gave people the WWE network, <laughs> like, well, once we, they're used to getting all this stuff for nine ninety nine, you can't tell them, oh, you got to pay $50 for this. Well, somebody had the great point last week that why would you tune into the network now when you're not even getting NXT solely on the network? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that was a great point. I love that guy. But He's a good guy. Yeah. But... <laughs> Could you imagine if you take WrestleMania off the network? Yeah, you're really kind of dwindling it down. I mean... At that point, you might as well charge a $1.99 a month. I don't know 
about that, but it's definitely right. It's definitely not. Oh, man. Maybe maybe put up a gumball outside Titan Towers, and everybody who drops in a quarter gets the network. They just, they got to just put better, con- newer content out there. Unfortunately, I think you had said this last week, too, like the main reason besides NXT, which is no longer on the network, is people just like to watch the older stuff. Yeah, and I think that's the key to it. Look at the most popular podcasts out there other than ours. Obvious, yeah. uh, Obviously, ours is top-notch, and that's where most of the fans are going to be. But, Absolutely. But other than that, they tune into Bruce Pritchard. They tune into Tony Schiavone. Right. They tune into uh, Grilling Jr. Steve yeah, Austin. Retired yeah. wrestlers like Chris Jericho. Yeah. They, that's what they're really tuning in for is the old time stuff, and they want to relive those memories. And WrestleMania is a part of that. WrestleMania is the thing that takes you back every year to your childhood, makes you relive Hogan and Andre, relive Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. It brings you back, and it's yeah, a part of who we are. WrestleMania between 11 and 11.30 this year, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, but like I was saying, it's one of those things that you get rid of WrestleMania from the network and make it and put it on a regular TV network, you're taking away the mystique and you're taking away a part of our childhood, and that's going to piss off even more wrestling fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think it's a mistake, too. All right, so one more thing before we get out of here. Talking about, like, childhood, talking about what's old is new. The NWA's been strong. They've been killing it. One guy in particular, really, this week that killed it for me was Eddie Kingston. Cut this phenomenal promo. I would just tell people, go check it out. Where, you know, he talked about homicide, how much respect he has with his man, as he was getting into it with the Pope. But I also love the fact that when Pope was out there with Zane and Dawson, that uh, <laughs> Kingston said, I got a couple guys that got my back tonight, a couple young guys, a couple high flyers. <laughs> and he brought out the Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis, who are well over 350 pounds each. <laughs> Eddie Kingston's killing it. We will wrap it up with this. I think that he's cutting as good of promos as anybody in wrestling right now. I'm very happy with the NWA as a whole. I think that they just keep finding their footing because of superstars like Ken Kennedy, who is smart enough to do interviews with the World's Greatest Podcast, the Working Fans Podcast. And then you have other people like Ricky Morton, who once again knows, you know, where to really reach out and get the people. And then um, what's the other one there? Joe Galley, the voice. Tim Storm. Yeah, Tim Storm. I, I mean, they they clearly have good taste in that promotion. We're not going to masturbate anymore in front of you people, though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to keep the lights on. <laughs> Point is, we got, the, we got a hell of an archives if you want to check us out, all right? We got plenty of interviews. Please check it out. Working on some more interviews in the future. Like a wise man. Got a hell of an archive list. Dave, like a wise man once said to us, Nagasta. Yes. We got him too, folks. Nikita Koloff. <laughs> He's Russian. All right. Let's wrap this episode up. We'll see all of you guys again next week. I'm AJ Strange Brew. I'm the worker. Dave is the working fan. Dave, tell him goodbye and let's wrap this thing up. All right. We're out. Later. All right, welcome to the 531, where we each take a top five list on a subject, debate it down to a top three list, and then further debate it down to a top one. With the kickoff of the XFL season yesterday, this week's topic is going to be football players turn pro wrestlers. Mm. Randy, we're not going to forget you this week, so you're first. Damn right. We talked enough shit last week and then just left you off the list. Our bad. By the way, it's Dave and producer Joe here right now. AJ uh, sent us list in. 
as he's been on assignment for the last month. Where are you, AJ? You always call it in, but you never show up anymore. Love you, bud. All right. Randy's list is The Rock. Yep. Roman Reigns. Brian Pillman. Yeah. Bill Goldberg. And the immortal, Bern Gagne. Bern Gagne. Yeah. Not too many people put Ganya on their list. That, no. that was a deep cut. I, AJ I, especially liked it. Yeah, he popped You said you, you heard him stroking over the phone, he right? Popped, yeah, I think he might have got a little, a little chub on that one. Big. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was going to say, I saw some of this list, and I know some of these names are going to be recurring, but uh, Vern doesn't, from what I know. No, and there's not too many old school guys like that on the list, as you'll see as they pop up. Yeah. Sheaf had Vader. Yep. Ron Simmons. Jim Neidhart. A good one. Ernie Ladd, Wahoo McDaniel. Hmm. Very interesting. And the list I saw, I didn't see everybody's list. I hadn't seen Jim Neidhart. I feel like that's the one that might have got missed a little bit. That's not as old school a name as Vern, but it's still a guy that I wouldn't have necessarily considered him a football player. Like, it just wouldn't have clicked in my mind. Right. But as you find out, a lot of wrestlers are former football players. Oh, yeah. Jesse from New Hampshire had The Rock. Yep. Ron Simmons. Brian Pillman. Hmm. Lex Luger. And Steve McMichael. Luger's another one to kind of miss. Canadian Football League. McMichael will be on this list a few times, I noticed. Man, I wanted to say something last night to a friend of ours who's going to have him on this list, too. Spoiler. I just thought, like, he was saying that, you know, Mongo's a great football player, but, like, and not a bad wrestler. And I was like, huh, I guess it depends on how you describe that. Like, promo-wise and look, Mongo wasn't bad, but goddamn, was there a worse in-ring performer than Mongo McMichael sometimes? Like, he had trouble running the ropes, if you go back. I mean, also, it didn't help they put him in a match with a very green Bill Goldberg at one point. That was awful. Anyway. Spoiler alert. I mean, my list is up next, but I had McMichael on my list. And one of the reasons I put him on my list was because no matter what his performance was in the ring, mm. he made it to be a horseman. He did. I, not, was he U.S. champ, too? I think he, he might have been, yeah. And uh, you know what? Out of all these guys, he might be the only one with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I would think from his football accolades and then just becoming mm. a horseman because... It might have been in one of those later runs. Right. Not too many people became a horseman. And for them to include you in that list, right. that's a big honor. So I'll give you my list now. I had Ernie Ladd, yep. Vader, Steve McMichael, Brian Pillman, Ron Simmons. Good list. Ron Simmons, <clears throat> unfuckwithable. Love Ron. Brian Pillman, undersized guy, you would think, but really made a lot of that. And his football career was kind of his tenacity was part of it. Pillman didn't make my list, but he might be my favorite wrestler here on everybody's list. I'm actually a huge Pillman fan. I just didn't really think of him. I, I mean, I know he was notorious. You know, he played for the Bengals and being a small guy at yeah. nose tackle in that position. But for some reason, I don't know, he just wasn't one of the first guys to pop in my head at this. I think with everybody, they're going to have a different frame of reference. <laughs> yeah. Now, Zach, we got a list from. Now, he gave us two. You got the revi revised list here? Or? Yes, I did. I believe I got his last list. Okay, let's hear it. Because he had Brian Pillman, yep. Stan Hansen, yes. Bruiser Brody, The Rock, oh, yeah. and Vader. That's his revised list because me and him were having a conversation off the top of my head, which I don't usually do. And we started realizing how many good football players, you know, were, end up being good wrestlers. Like Brody and Hanson. And it was like, oh shit, I forgot. Like, I got if it. If I could remember everybody that came out of that West Texas State class. Oh, there'll where, be a few. <laughs> like, it's what? DiBiase, Santana. I don't know if Blanchard was included. Blanchard was. Uh, Funk? 
Falk is on my list. <laughs> I know Dusty said he was, but I don't believe he attended West Texas State. Well, that's interesting. We'll talk about Dusty later. <laughs> so we got a list from Scott and Voluntown now, two yeah. weeks in a row. He has Ron Simmons, I'm Ryan Pillman, Vader, Steve McMichael, Ernie Ladd. Man, I feel like Simmons, Vader, and Pillman are making almost everybody's list here. We got a special list from Chris Zoucha. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Shout out to the assistant manager at Kroger. Yeah. I think he's in Illinois, but we'll keep his location secret. He had Goldberg, Ron Simmons, Wahoo, Ernie Ladd, and Vader. Very good. Matt Jordan. My boy. Yeah, wherever you're from, you got to let us know, bud, because you're still on the parts unknown list, brother. Jordan! <laughs> he has Steve McMichael. Yes. Ron Simmons. Mm. Baron Corbin. Interesting. Paul Horndorf. Ooh, I like that one. Ernie Ladd. I really like Paul Horndorf. I think he should have made more lists. You know what? I think Dick Slater was a football player, too, actually. I don't think he made yeah, it. He might have been another West yeah. Texas State one. Mm-hmm. It's hard. There's, Like I said, there's this isn't necessarily as open as the dream matches. I left it open on purpose just to but see there, how people... Yeah. There are a lot of people, and especially, yeah. like, you could just look at college careers. Right. But a lot of a lot of these guys ended up having, if not like a decent sized pro career, they had a nice little one. Now, Dave, you're the last one we don't have a list for. Did we get AJ's list? Shit, AJ almost got the Randy treat. He did. Yeah. That's what happens when you eat pretzels, son. <laughs> but AJ had Goldberg, yep. Tully Blanchard, Tito Santana, yes. Ernie Ladd, and Vader. I brought that up specifically because I was waiting for someone to mention Tito. Excuse me, AJ was the only one who mentioned Tito this week. Yeah. And uh, Tito, a phenomenal wrestler, intercontinental champion, tag team champion, multiple partners in WWF, competed at the first nine or ten WrestleManias. It's very interesting because, like, we didn't really give a lot of specific instructions for this list. No. Yeah, I mean, and I, I really what I think of is, like, the most su- successful football player slash most successful wrestler like who did the best in both fields okay that so might be mongo mcmichael that's somewhere. how you were looking at it that's how i was kind of looking at it but give me your list okay and list. we'll debate our way down to a top three because we have a lot of lists a lot of names that made a lot of lists so that now, might be a better way i also to told people down. that like college or nfl didn't matter yeah okay so dusty Rhodes on my list number okay. one stone cold steve austin he had played some college ball i looked it up on my list. Yeah, he actually came into, I think, USWA with a college gimmick, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% positive on that, but I'll... Uh, he definitely has talked about playing football. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah, he has. Uh, he played high school football, <coughs> and then he got some college scholarships. I know he played for a little while. Okay, Ron Simmons. No big surprise there. He makes my list as well. He's First African-American heavyweight champion. Also a four-time All-American at Florida State. Also a long run in WWE with the Nation of Domination and the APA. Don't forget about Doom. No, 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 no. no. WA. Those are all very good. I, you know. Ron push. Simmons is unfuckwithable. He already Ron. made it to the top three. I'm not fucking around if he uh, hears this. Yeah. Vader. I just Vader. got it on that list. Leon White. I mean, what can we say about this guy's career? Baby boo. Baby boo. The boo in the woods. <laughs> and five on my list. I don't know how many lists this guy's made. Maybe I was the only one. I don't remember. You can correct me. Terry Funk. You are the only one. How does I mean, to me, like, Funk is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And it's like I think with ball. some of these things, the reason they might not have made it on as many lists is people might not be aware of their football background. Because there's certain guys that made a bigger deal about it. You heard about it with oh, yeah. Goldberg. You heard about it with Pillman. Very true. The Rock, Roman, 
I think you heard it about Neidhart some. You know what's funny? I wanted to give a special shout out to some people who didn't make this list too. One of them, Dr. Death Steve Williams. Hello. Oh, man. I don't know, man. That guy's as legit as it come. He should have made it. I, I thought of him more as a college wrestler, though. Yeah. He had a background in football as well. Another couple guys. Terry like, Gordy had to be one, right? I don't believe I, I don't think so. I think Gordy was just a big, tough fucking okay. boy. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. There's two guys who didn't make this list, and I, I know why they didn't make this list. They didn't have long, successful careers in wrestling. But by the logic Benoit of... Benoit because of what he did? <laughs> no, not about Benoit. I never like to get that motherfucker over here because <laughs> certain people think that what he did was more important than <laughs> his last moments of his life. But, That's uh, why AJ's in hiding. He, he's not living up to that. <laughs> So we'll keep you in protection, brother. Kevin Green. I thought Kevin Green in his WCW run, if you actually look at it, was actually good in the ring. Yes. But he never like really continued. He was so successful no, at football. No, he just did it for that little run. Yeah. And one guy who only had Impact one match. had a couple of those guys, too. Who did? Impact. They Impact. had. Oh, yeah. I can't think of their fucking names, but they came in. They kept them in a limited spot. They yeah. looked good. Uh, Moose actually had a wrestling. Yeah, uh, Moose. Yeah, we didn't I was going to say, one of them tagged with Moose. The other, another guy, too. I mean, by the Mongo McMichael logic, too, if this guy was a horseman and a wrestler, this guy was a successful football player, and he main evented WrestleMania. I'm talking about Lawrence Taylor. I mean, at the end of the day, he main evented WrestleMania 11 with Bam Bam Bigelow in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Now, that being said, you know, Bam Bam carried him, so it yeah. is what it is, and it was and, one and match. That's more, yeah, I was going to say, that's more of a one-off, but... Yeah, but a shout-out to I the guy. I was going to say, sometimes for football players, if you can one-off a match, that's good. Yeah. Like, I want to say the guy in Impact, they got maybe two matches out of him. Yeah. And, I mean, not everybody's going to be destined to pick it up, but you would think there's some kind of athletic crossover. So who who are we going to the final three here? What do we got for Ron him? Simmons already made it. Yeah. The other ones, do you want to kind of debate yeah, we can do their tournament. success in football and... Yeah. Let's look at some tournament style here. Let's, let's go with the votes. Who okay, got- so Pillman is one. Yeah, I know Pillman's one. So we'll do like four seeds. So Pillman versus somebody, mm-hmm. and the winner of that goes on to somebody. I feel like Goldberg made this list a lot. Yep, Goldberg's another one. Yep, Manga. Yeah, so we'll do Pillman versus Goldberg. What about I would say you got how many we got? We're gonna do a slot for four, unless you want to do six. Well, I think Vader and Ernie Ladd both made the list a lot too. Vader and Ernie Ladd. Okay. I mean, we could leave off. I mean, we could go with that and leave. Is there somebody I'm missing here? I mean, obviously, Mongo made it a bunch of times. Mongo, I don't have a problem. Lad, Vader, Pillman, Simmons is the other one. Okay, so I, I have no problem leaving Mongo off if you don't. I mean, he made it. I mean, we were recognizing who Mongo was. When I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not shorting him. But I, I mean, think I when you look it. at Mongo was the most successful football player of all time. Yeah. Says. But it's also slash successful wrestler. And if you look, and I at, only put him on my list because he made it to a horseman. I didn't really think right. he stood out in ring at all. Yeah. So, judging by these guys, it's a little harder to say. I would say Goldberg, off the top of my head, probably had the better football career. And he definitely had the bigger impact in wrestling than Pillman. You Only know, because he's still alive. He's still like, alive. If Pillman oh, were alive. Oh, man, don't even get me started. I, fucking, I think Brian Pillman could have been the next Piper. I love Brian Pillman way more than Goldberg. But if I have now, to put biases aside. you look aside, at the versatility of Pillman's moveset. It's not even a fucking comparison. Really? Pillman is a better all-around wrestler than Bill Goldberg. But you think Goldberg, with the football career and the wrestling career, that kind of puts him over Pillman? I think he played for the NFL at the end of the day. He was an Atlanta Falcon, and this guy was a heavyweight champion in WCW and WWE. Hard to do, and he's still getting a few main event matches. Now, 
Granted, he's doing it with a limited move set. Yeah. But I hate to not move Pillman on, but I mean, I can't really argue with Goldberg. No, I don't want to do it either. I'd love someone to show me I'm wrong. I yeah. want to be wrong. I don't want to fucking put this guy over fucking. I Brian. think the only thing that holds Pillman back is that he didn't live longer. Like, even agreed. if he lived another five years, oh, hundred percent agreed. Like, and 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 there's a part of me too that like, if you take longevity, they kind of wants to give it up to Pillman. But it's so hard. Maybe the matches he had with Liger, though. Yeah, no, he's definitely a trendsetter. He's one of the greats. Maybe I put too much stock on holding the heavyweight championship. I don't know. Goldberg also had an iconic run. People he, know he who the, the fuck Goldberg run, was yeah. at the end of the and day. And he has made a decent comeback as of late. Like I, Not gonna, every showing is the best, but he's still going. And I'm going to give a sidebar thing here on Bill Goldberg. If people actually, and I know a lot of people are tired of seeing Bill right now come back just for a payday, and I get that, and his in-ring isn't great. But if you take away his in-ring, you take away the booking and we don't want to see this guy again, and you just listen to his promos now, he's got some of the best promos he's ever done, and part of it is you can tell he's not scripted. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Like when he has a back and forth with the with the Bray Wyatt character on SmackDown this week, yeah. he says, knock it off. Your intimidation games aren't going to work with me. The only thing you need to know is The Fiend, you're next. And then he just takes his mic and walks out. It's simple. It's straight to the point. It's like, I'm not bullshit. I'm real. This is what we're doing. All right. And I like it. So that being said, he couldn't hold Brian Pillman's jock in terms of an all-all performer, but Booking, NFL career, I got to give the guy to know. Gotcha. So now in the top three, we got Ron Simmons and Goldberg. Now the last face-off we have here to determine who's going to get that third spot is Vader versus Ernie Man, Ladd. you're stealing from the man, Bundy. <laughs> you're stealing from the man. You dumbed yourself out of a spot, Bundy. <laughs> as big as Vader was, and he did hold championships, mm-hmm. Ladd was a booker. Yeah. I think he's deeper, I would say deeper ingrained in wrestling. I love There's more like influence off of him. Like, I would like to move Vader on. He I love a lot. It. I love what you're doing with Lab because I can argue it. All right. Okay. I'm going with Vader. I'll tell you why. Now, granted, I'm also not as familiar with Lad's work. I know quite a bit about Lad. He's a lot more before our time. Before as far our time. As his prime. I know he main evented a lot, and there's different ways of looking at this too. Maybe I'm a mark for the fucking belt again. I'm gonna throw that out there. All right. Vader's career at WF wasn't the greatest, but he did main event, you know, some pay per views against Shawn Michaels. And he was in the world title picture for a little while before he got made an ass of. All right, that's the best way I can describe that booking. But let's not forget that Vader not only had one of the most dominant runs in WCW ever, he was a multi-time world heavyweight champion there. He defeated Sting clean. He was defeating people clean. And let's not forget, this guy was a world champion in Japan several times, too. Yeah, he has prominent spots. Yeah, and he he competed in the AWA when he was younger. You know, again, it's tough to say. I'm sure if we ask people like maybe Jim Ross, who are a lot more knowledgeable about wrestling than I would, they might say Ernie Ladd. Yeah. But based off my knowledge and he what I know... He might have had a longer football career, but I think Vader... Although, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there. Ernie Ladd was in the defunct WCW Hall of Fame. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And I believe he's in the San Diego Chargers Hall of Fame. So mm. forget everything I just said. Ernie Ladd, you're going on. <laughs> Sorry, Leon. You're stealing from the man. <laughs> Jeez, I had Vader written down because you spoke me on that. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, that's going to be an easy first one off the list, I think, because Ron Simmons, Goldberg, or Ernie Ladd. Ooh. What are you thinking? Well, yeah. I, I think for all the reasons we're going to take Ladd out for Vader, that's why he comes out between these two. Okay, yeah. He's iconic. Goldberg's he, iconic. That's the thing, right? I uh, would say they're all iconic. 
I would put Ron Simmons as the best football player. Sure. And he had a good wrestling career. Yeah. WCW, I believe he was booked way better than he was in WWE. Agreed. But they but showed he was solid more, in WWE. They showed more of his personality. He got the catchphrase over. I would have to bounce Lad off of this list first, so we're just looking at Simmons and Goldberg. To me. Yeah. I mean Here's the problem. Like when I start talking about like do you think Goldberg? Goldberg well, hold, hold on. Let me so let me talk it out here a little bit because <laughs> I gotta like work through this like a fucking therapist session. All right, <laughs> I have a hard time with my mind picking Goldberg over Ron Simmons and Ernie Ladds, but I need to justify why who's going where. All right, that's why I always bounce somebody out first. Yeah, you gotta decide between two. Yeah. Not like Goldberg is iconic. Goldberg is the man, right? And I made this case with Pillman. But in the case of Ernie Ladd, multiple Hall of Fames. So his football career and his wrestling career, you know, it's definitely amazing. Ron Simmons was actually, you know what? All right, fuck it. We'll go with you on this one because I'm going to have a breakdown. (laughs) Ernie Ladd's got to leave for now. All right, so Ernie Ladd's the first one off. I ain't picking Goldberg to win this. Fuck no. that shit. Ron Simmons out of fucking spite, if anything. Yeah. So, I mean, and here's the thing. Goldberg, again, I, I want to put it over. The guy is iconic. He is somebody that's like, because of the attitude and era and the Monday Night Wars, he's one of those names. But at the end of the day, when you look at Ron's career and his longevity, and fuck, I bet you Ron would kick his ass in a fight, too. Yeah. Ron Simmons, baby. All right, he's going so over. Ron Simmons is the top football player turned wrestler and as always find us most weeks for the 531 mm. you know we're pa- we're past the tough time now so we're back on track and we're here making it happen i will you. say this if Dusty had made it to the finals, I might have had a different thing, but not a lot of people picked Dusty Rhodes. But to me, Dusty was one of the most successful wrestlers I was doing all Definitely time. Definitely one of the more yeah. successful wrestlers. I'm not sure exactly about his football background. Yeah, that's because, what makes this list compelling. That's what's yeah. tough about it, yeah. Yeah, because everybody has like a different understanding of what their favorite wrestlers did. Some guys you might assume they play football. Some guys you might not even know they played football. Tweet us, messages on Facebook. You hear all the fucking intros at the end of this. At the end of the day, if we got it wrong in your eyes, let us know because... I wouldn't be surprised we got this one wrong in a lot of people's opinions. To me, this is very fucking open. There's got to be names we left off, too. Please, so tell us. Yeah. Let us know. We'll Educate talk- me. i love to hear it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Later. Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler. We've got Dave, the ultimate fan, here with us. As we do every week, our producer Joe may likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, 
Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. All right, guys, AJ Strange Brew back here. I'm going off on so-called wrestling fans. Don't get me wrong, I love wrestling fans as much as I love wrestling. And I think that it's great to be passionate about your wrestling. But we have fans out there that are one-way fans. You've got these fans that are like, oh, I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. And then all they're tuning in for is your WWE, and they're watching Raw every week, and they're saying that they're a wrestling fan. Guys, in my book, if you're going to be a wrestling fan, tune into something else. Watch something else. Watch some actual wrestling. Get out there, support your local wrestling, even here in the Northeast. And for those of you who are familiar with our podcast, who aren't brand new to it, we broadcast here out of Connecticut, and there's a lot of wrestling around here. You've got Beyond Wrestling, you've got the XWA, you've got NEW, you've got Chaotic Wrestling, you've got so much great wrestling in this area. Then on TV, you can catch stuff like once again beyond impact wrestling you can catch nxt which i know is a wwe brand or you can check out aew or there's so much you can do you can check out on the fight network you can check out on independent wrestling tv there's so many ways that you can support other brands of wrestling and truly be a wrestling fan and you get these one-way jerks that think that they're big wrestling fans and the only names that they know are Roman Reigns or Randy Orton or going back in time, they'll be like, yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan. I love the Macho Man. Guys, don't tell me you're a wrestling fan if you're not paying attention to other forms of wrestling. I don't want to hear it. Get out there. Support your wrestling. Be a one-way. Matter of fact, you know what? This week, asshole of the week, is whoever is not supporting your local wrestling. If you're not out there and you don't know what's going on with your JT Dunn's, with your Brad Hollister's, if you don't know that there's wrestling in Japan, China, if you don't know that there's a whole world of wrestling out there other than the WWE, you're an asshole. And I'm sick and tired of it, guys. Support the wrestling. These guys need our help. Matt Cross, the new NWA brand on YouTube. Tune in to Power. Check it out. It's one of the best shows on TV. MLW with Court Bauer. The Von Erichs you've got on there. You've got Filthy Tom Lawler. MJF doing one of the best freaking leaving of a territory I've ever seen with what he's doing down there as a heel. Guys, pay attention. Check out this wrestling. God damn. The WWE is not the end-all, be-all. And I know that there are people out there that are going to be like, well, AJ, you hate the WWE. I don't hate the WWE. I love wrestling. You don't have to hate one to love the other. I don't love sports entertainment. I love wrestling. And you should too. I'm not saying you have to enjoy everything that I enjoy. I mean, it would help because then you wouldn't be a moron. However, get out there, pay attention to the world, watch something else, know what we're talking about when we say the Joshi women, know where they're from, watch some of these Japanese ladies 
freaking tear each other off. Some of them are human buzzsaws, for Christ's sakes. Get out there. Tune in or tune out. I don't want to hear any more of this WWE crap living in a bubble. If you want to live in a bubble and you want to talk wrestling with your freaking bubble friends, then keep it there. Otherwise, stay off Twitter. Stay off Instagram. Stop pretending. Be a real wrestling fan. You don't have to hulk it up, brother. You can actually love other wrestling. Hey, you know what? You Maybe you know who Davy Boy Smith is, but you should probably know who his son is. His son's one of the best wrestlers on the planet out there. One of the best big guys in wrestling who can do everything. Pay attention. Those guys you see every Wednesday night on AEW, you know where they started? They started off somewhere else. They were on the independents for years. These guys became famous wrestling all around the world. That They were part of the clubs in New Japan. They were Ring of Honor. They were, get out there and watch this other stuff, fellas. I'm begging you, support your local wrestling. Don't be my asshole of the week. As much as I love having an asshole of the week, don't be that person. Educate yourself. Love wrestling. Support wrestling. Get yourself some freaking merchandise from these local shows. Help support these local wrestlers. Build them up. And let's actually get this thing going, folks. This is the golden era of wrestling. This is your chance. Be a part of it. Stop walking around living in the NWO and DX. This is you, buddy. All right. So on that same line of people that are fake wrestling fans, I'm going to go off on something me and Dave talked about this week on the podcast. Local sports fans. Once again, don't tell me you're a baseball fan if all you know is your team. You're not a baseball fan if all you know is the Red Sox or the Yankees. You're not a football fan if all you know is your team. What you're a fan of is a local team. If you are going to be a fan of something... Know something about the rest of the freaking world. Know that there's a team in San Diego for baseball. I ran into somebody the other day and we we're talking baseball. I didn't know who the fucking Padres were. That's insane. How do you not know there's a baseball team in San Diego? You're not a baseball fan. You're a freaking Red Sox fan. And hell, you probably don't know anything about your team. You probably just know that if you wear a Red Sox team, somebody gives you a thumb up, thumbs up at your local market, it gets all excited and it's like, hey, buddy, you're one of us. Fucking morons. Jesus Christ, do your homework. Know who's going into the Hall of Fame. Know this year that you got Derek Jeter going in. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Know that there's teams other than the Giants and the Patriots. Pull your head out of your ass. My God, same thing in basketball. With Kobe Bryant dying, everybody all around the world is like, oh, poor Kobe. And yeah, it's sad to lose somebody. But once again, I see all these people that don't know shit about basketball all of a sudden going, yeah, I had a Kobe jersey. I was a basketball fan. No, you weren't. You knew Kobe was really good. You, you, you brush off your old Larry Bird jersey because you knew Larry Bird was really good. It's fine, but just don't claim to be a fan of the sport. Just tell people honestly, I'm a fan of this team. 
I, I don't know shit about the actual sport. You know what? I'm married. I don't claim to be a relationship expert. I'm just a fan of my marriage. I don't know shit about relationships in general. Stop claiming to be an actual expert. You're not. All right, on to wrestling. It's time to rant wrestling. That's what we do. We love wrestling here on the Working Fans Podcast. Every week I talk to Joe and I talk to Dave and we're calm and we do our five three ones and we delve into that and we go through it. This week, you know what? I'm not staying calm. Holy shit. Last week we had the Royal Rumble. One of the best events I've seen in years. Raw comes out the next night with a dog shit of a show. Everybody I talk to is like, oh my God, the show was okay. And the only reason the show was okay was because they had a hell of an angle at the end where freaking Randy Orton turns on edge and makes it look like he's trying to break his neck again. That's the only good thing about the show. Everything else is dog crap. Holy shit. And then this week, the only highlight for me on Raw, period. First of all, you don't even get a real answer from Randy Orton. It's an emotional breakdown. I can't do this. What the fuck is that? Come out there and be a goddamn heel, Randy. Pull your balls out of your fucking mouth and talk for Christ's sakes. And then they bring out Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is doing what she does with Lana. And you know what? Finally, the one highlight of the fucking show. Ruby Riot's back, baby. I love Ruby Riot. I'll take me some Ruby Riot any day of the week. This lady's an ass kicker. Between that and Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley face-to-face on Raw... Those were the only two highlights. Everything else was a pile of shit. I don't give a fuck about Garza versus Garza with Rey Mysterio getting DDT'd on the cement. You could have actor Garza DDT Rey on the cement 16 times, and I still wouldn't give a shit. Holy Christ, do something. Give me something. I'll tell you what, you want to do something with those guys? Just give me a hectic Garza versus Rey Mysterio match and let it go 30 minutes. Now you got something that I might want to watch on Raw. Hell, put the two of them in with Umberto and give me that for a freeway for 20 minutes. Now you got something I want to watch. Guys, focus on the wrestling. Get away from the soap operas, Raw. Jesus Christ, stop sucking up there from wrestling. I know NXT is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it gives us wrestling every week. But it doesn't mean it has to be the only wrestling, WWE. Give us something, you son of a bitch. All right, I've ranted enough. I'm going to let it go. I do want to keep you guys updated. We're going to start doing over the next couple weeks, is it a work? And I'm going to prove to everybody that not only is professional wrestling a work, but that the whole planet's a work. Everything that you believe in, believe it or not, is a work. And that so many things are fixed. We're going to take a deep dive coming up into the moon landing. I'm getting experts lined up for interviews. We're going to get the pro and the negative. I'm going to get somebody who believes in the moon landing and somebody who doesn't. And we're going to prove to you whether or not it's a work. So till next time, this is AJ Strange Brew. Tune in for the Working Fans Podcast. And if you're not, 
you're a work. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.